0: This is the Awakened Pregnancy Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Cattle, intuitive life coach, mama, and multiple hat wearer. I've learned firsthand that pregnancy is our invitation to awaken the divine that is already within. In this podcast, I'll show you how you can invite self-love, acceptance, connection, and intuition into your day so you too can have an incredible journey into mamahood. Keep listening for today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode twenty-two of the Awaken Pregnancy Podcast. I'm so excited for today's show. Just to let you in on a little secret, I've actually been manifesting this guest since the beginning of the Awaken Pregnancy Podcast. I'm so aligned with Jessie Lou and what she does because I truly believe that she is the living, breathing, walking example of living in alignment. As you'll hear in today's show, when we cover a range of different topics. Jessie has constantly decided to choose the path that makes her feel aligned, even when it has been deeply challenging, when things have not been stacked in her favor, and when she really maybe hasn't even had the energy to, she truly has continued to choose the path that feels right for her. She backs herself, she is committed to her vision, and she truly is amazing. I feel like I'm majorly singing her praises now, but... It is very much warranted, and I know that you'll feel much the same after today's show. Jessie had quite an interesting journey into conceiving her second son, which she talks about in this episode. It involved miscarriage, ectopic pregnancy, and IVF, so she does go into some detail with that. We also talk about her business and how that's grown over the years and how she's continued to show up for her self-care through the process, which can be quite a juggle. A business, self-care, raising children, navigating things like IVF. Uh, she also talks about her values and the importance she puts on being present in her boys' lives through this really formative stage for them. She talks about her role in the family unit, and we wrap up by her sharing some very practical tips on juggling mama, business, and wife life. Okay, so I want to introduce you to the beautiful Jessie Lou. She is a modern-day poet, artist and mama of two beautiful boys based on the Gold Coast in Australia. She is the founder of heart-driven online business, Louie Lux. Jessie Lou's brand offers keepsakes celebrating life, love, family, food, and home centered around her wholehearted poetry and whimsical hand lettering. Through her online presence, she aims to bring positivity and inspiration to her community of over 60,000 across her social media platforms. A woman on a mission to spread the message to love life even in the face of inevitable adversity and to always hold on to hope no matter how impossible the dream may seem. Hello, Jessie Lou. Welcome to the Awakened Pregnancy Podcast. I am so excited to have you here today.
1: Hi, beautiful Kate. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure.
0: Oh, Thank you. So I think let's just dive straight in. And for anybody who doesn't know who you are, do you want to tell us a little bit about you? Who's in your family? What you do? Where you're based? All that kind of fun stuff.
1: Sure. Uh, okay. So my name's Jessie Lou. I am 35, I think. You get to a certain age and you forget but um yes, yeah, 35 um I live on the Gold Coast in beautiful Oz um I'm originally from Brisbane but my hubby um was is from here and so we uh decided to bring up our family here and those family members include jace my near 13 year old um and then our little rafferty who is near five years old and our our cavoodle lionel who is a treasured member of our family um yeah i'm a, a business owner a designer a poet which i still find very hard to say out loud but i am i i'm a deep feeler and a deep thinker and i spend my days uh writing down my thoughts creating art and I get to share that with a beautiful community online and customers um and yeah that's about it really in a nutshell
0: amazing (laughs) so um I've I've known and I followed your story for some like quite a few years now I think I was trying to work out how many it was but I don't really know I think maybe soon after you had Rafi Um, And it's, it honestly has been so amazing to watch how you have grown in so many different ways over the past, like kind of five years or so. And it truly looks like from the outside that you tick all the boxes. And I think (laughs) for a lot of people, it would be easy to, to assume, especially if they haven't been on the journey, that you're just one of those lucky people, which of course is Mm -hmm. not the case. You've worked very hard for what you've created for yourself. I'd love you to share a little bit about your motherhood journey so far and, yeah, what what life has looked like for you over the last five years.
1: Uh, Over the last five years, I I, I definitely wouldn't say um, luck has had much to do with it. I think we all have a certain element of luck in our lives, but I think my ability to adapt in hard situations has gotten me through and gotten me through um, in a way that's positive and that could seem very um, ideal from the outside looking in. Um, I, I've i been able to adapt my whole life no matter, no matter how tricky the situation and I take great pride in that. Um, my motherhood journey started 13 years ago. Um, I was actually only 22 when I had Jace. Um, I was actually told at a very young age that I would never fall pregnant um due to a complicated a complicated scenario um which I won't delve into but um it yeah I was told I would never fall pregnant so um a couple of years after um you know Matt and I had been together a couple of years we fell pregnant and un, um unplanned and it was a shock to the system but at the same time a beautiful blessing and I took it um yeah I did not take it lightly the the blessing that it was and so um at 22 years of age I had him and um you know eight years on from that I finally was able to give Jace a sibling and that was that was a process we because of my um infertility I I was quite because of the situation of my infertility and the reason for it it was quite a triggering point so I never really Never really like dealt with it, so I was like, oh, I'll just fall pregnant at some stage, and um, I won't really go into it. I won't get any intervention. I'll just, you know, just try and do it. And I did fall pregnant multiple times, but due to the nature of my infertility and my my tubes being the way that they were, I miscarried more times than I can remember. Um, sometimes quite early, sometimes quite further on, um, but no matter the time always devastating Mm. um the most devastating one was um I got quite far along at one stage and I had an ectopic um which they didn't because I was so far along in my pregnancy and the the normally in an ectopic the the baby gets you know to halfway down your tube and then stops forming because it realizes it hadn't made it even though you're still registering as pregnant my baby had actually made it all the way and was hanging off the end of my tube um so my babe so it kept forming um and it was so it was like I was 12 weeks and I went to have my 12 week scan and they said oh your uterus is empty but you've got this really big mass um between your uterus and your bowel it could be cancer so I went from that appointment excited to meet my baby on screen to finding out that I could possibly have cancer and no baby so that was quite a traumatic experience and that one really hurt because I really felt like this one was the one and from there um, they actually sent me home it was quite quite hectic because they sent me home and um, said oh we'll send the results to your GP and she'll tell you where to go from here in, in regards to the the mass." and I, I went home and I didn't have the GP appointment for another week and at that point my GP got me into her office and she was like actually I'm just looking at these results now but I'm I'm just a little worried and concerned that this still might be an ectopic I don't think it's cancer like I I really think it's an ectopic and and she said if that's the case you'd you're going to rupture at any moment and I I, there was no time to go home I was straight to emergency and and I was in fact rupturing and I I remember buying the biggest bunch of flowers and chocolates for my GP post that experience because I was just like you honestly saved my life and Mm. in that emergency ward I had um the obstetrician Dr Flynn who then became our obstetrician I think he's an absolute rock star um for through my IVF he, he, he basically I had to lose a whole tube a whole ovary because of that rupture um, and he said I was very lucky to survive if it had been a matter of hours it wouldn't have been so lucky um, and then from there I started I, because I was in his uh, you know, finally in a doctor like an obstetricians like an IVF specialist doctor's room he was like so tell me what's what's your you know journey been like to have a baby and I said, "Oh, it's been terrible, but I haven't really dealt with it because I don't. I have a lot of, you know, anger towards the situation. I'm. I can not fall pregnant because of, um, a, a tumultuous upbringing. And he said, um, "We don't need to go into that. We just know that you can't. It's hard for you to fall pregnant. Um, so we know that IVF was made. You know, was made for to get the, the egg from your, um." ovaries to your uterus and we know that your tubes are the issue so I feel that I can help you and we were able to um have Rafi our first go which I'm very grateful for it did turn out to be a very positive experience for us and I was just so grateful that I had a clear answer that I I, I didn't have to go too far into the why's and what's and how's of why I I could I couldn't fall pregnant uh, naturally um and he he was able to give us rafferty and it was um, such a blessing.
0: You know, we go through these things and, I mean, it's not like we're going to blurt this out, um, you know, like in the middle of a beautiful share on Instagram. But, you know, I think this is such a beautiful reminder that we never know what people are facing behind the scenes. And no. I really want to thank you for being vulnerable with that. And, you know, you are past that you know, that very challenging time in your life now and you've got your beautiful family with you, but there are women who are going through that behind the scenes right now and the fact that you're sharing that and showing them that there is light, I'm, I'm really, really grateful for that. Thank you so much. I,
1: I No, it's absolutely my, my honour because it was a really, really dark time and it was actually the time that I started my business, Louis Lux, um, and it was, um, you know, it was such a transformative time in my life. Like I didn't realize it at the time, but I was so ready for, um, letting go of that anger and Mm -hmm. I was so ready to simplify. And so I, I actually quit my highly stressful, highly demanding job in Brisbane in events. I, I took the sign of going through that ectopic, um, as a, as a sign to slow down. Um, and I knew that, that I was finally, you know, in, at that place where I was like, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm so done with this. That I'm gonna do whatever it takes. I quit the job. I had no other job to go to. I actually went and and washed dishes at an Italian restaurant in the middle of bar because I was just like, I don't want any stress. I just want to be able to have this baby. I am starting the process and I I don't care what I'm doing to earn the money because, you know, you 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 still got to be practical and be like, how am I going to make this work? And I was like, I'm going to do my arts and I'm going to write my poetry and I'm going to do the things that make me light up and come alive to give this baby the best, you know, give this process the best chance possible. And I do believe that that was without one, if I had have kept that stressful job, like I still would have probably been in search for quite a while um so it's that, it's that so important
0: touches, that kind of touches on a topic that I speak about a lot with energetic alignment and how when we're neglecting the parts of ourselves that are our truth so for you you know not giving your art and your writing the time that it deserves I feel like it closes off a big part of us and so it's really interesting to hear that that when you took that nod and that it was, I'm sure, really scary and a massive choice to make. You know, you you had, I mean, how old was Jace then? Maybe like five or six?
1: Yeah, now. like, yes, yeah, six, six, seven, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and
0: so, you you know, you have a lot of responsibilities as a parent already and to make that choice and to be vulnerable and to back yourself is massive. But, you know, seeing now how your life has changed for making those big choices for yourself, your happiness, you know, to have another baby and to really pursue your creative endeavours that you are so incredible at, it's, I, I feel like that's such a beautiful, um, you know, we're getting to see, we're getting to see like the, the happy ending, How? so to speak, on the other yeah, side. Yeah, honestly.
1: And when people do see me now and they see you know, um, the pretty pictures and the fancy house and the dream job and the beautiful kids, I do, I do there's a part of me that wants to say, like, look, like five years ago I was a dish pig in a restaurant, um, highly depressed, um, and had been through trauma multiple times in my life. I've I've not had it easy, and my that I I don't want it to seem like that this was easy, but at the same time, I also want to know that it is absolutely achievable and it was it was a just a deep burning desire that happened um, at that point in my life. When you do, you reach the end of your tether, and it's so hard. It's so hard to to actually go. No, I am going to fight for this, because it's risky. It's um, you know you have so many factors that you've got to keep in mind. But when you know what you're capable of, and you know that um, if you you do play into that little bit of luck, and you look for those little openings where you're like, "No, I'm going to take that." And you work hard, and you dream hard, and you and you do the work. Like you really do the work. Um, it does pay off, and and I I say that in my poetry. Like I'm not one to preach this on my on my Insta or anything like that. I'm not really. I don't spell things out, but the way that I spread my message, and it's if you look at my poetry and my work, it's pretty blatantly clear that I'm. Constantly preaching about just you know following that light and following you know like doing what makes you come alive and like not giving up on that part of yourself that Mm. makes you a wholehearted person because that is where the magic happens absolutely and miracles do do come from that place and I'm a big believer of magic I'm a big believer of that you know energy and the universe working to your favor when you are living wholeheartedly so yeah I I am an advocate of that. And I'm I'm very grateful that I'm in this position and now able to share that message daily on my through my work.
0: You're amazing. And I think hearing this as well, it adds a whole other layer to what you share. And it doesn't surprise me that your work does connect so deeply. You know, there are so many people online who, you know, who share this message of supporting yourself and following your passion. But I think that, honestly, I believe it has to be backed with this beautiful intention and there is absolutely no doubt that that is what is behind everything that you do. And, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's it's really, really beautiful to hear how you have continued to choose that for yourself, to choose that life for yourself, because that's what it sounds like it's been, you know, there there have been challenge after challenge, but you have chosen to stay true to your vision of what you believe to be you know, the life that you are supposed to live. And, you know, that like, it's so I guess what I'm trying to say, it's so easy at the point that you're at now to just assume that, oh, yeah, it would have been hard. But, you know, with having the full picture in mind now where you're at, not that you don't have challenges now, I'm sure. But I think, you know, when you're in it, and you can't see that light, I I feel that this story that you sharing your story is, um, yeah, it's I'm sure, really inspiring and uplifting for a lot of women who are in those trenches right now where they are making massive sacrifices.
1: Yeah, yeah, I really hope so. And I'm with them and I'm sending them my love and energy because I, I know what it's like.
0: Absolutely. And so as as all of this has kind of evolved over the last few years, so Louis Lux has grown into something that is absolutely beautiful and you're a mama of two boys. And can I just say, I feel like, these babies that come after challenges are just, like, sunshine. Like, Rafi is just, like, oh, (laughs) my
1: God. He is something else. He is. He's uh, our little pocket rocket. We call him Riff Raff. I was like, of course we called him Raff. Riff Raff, (laughs) it makes so much sense. And he he just lives. I said last night as I put him to bed, he was, like, charging at bedtime, and I said, you just love life, kiddo. You really do. And I just... I love that about him I, I love you know I even when I his pregnancy was high risk I had a a really big bleed at about 12 weeks and I thought I'd lost him and I couldn't even look at the screen I was like oh no the, even the nurse is like no I'm sorry you're going through a miscarriage I'd lost that much blood and then the, um, they scanned me and they said oh no there's a heartbeat and I just I I to this day still think back to that moment I'm like that little fighter in my belly he just wanted a chance at life so hard and he's here and he does not take it for granted for a moment and he lives life so full so even when he's like being super crazy like more crazy than I could ever have imagined um and Jace being his big brother of you know like he's near 13 and he just looks at Rafi and he's like I would never have gotten away with that mum I'm like no you wouldn't but we let him get away with it don't we because he's beautiful like um and you know Jace um he's such a emotionally intelligent child that he totally gets it and he he was you know he's been such a massive part of me growing up as well you know I was a baby when I had him and he is just so in tune with understanding the process and he's so forgiving and so beautiful with Rafi that I, I just honestly I can't even talk about it without getting emotional it's just I'm too getting much, emotional yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: they're the most beautiful they're the most beautiful boys and I'm going to ask you a little bit more about um yeah your intentions with raising them in a minute um but yeah. I actually just had this memory I think I've only met Jace once and yeah it was a few years ago and he had, he'd come to this get together that we were at and he had a box of crystals and he sat with me and he walked <laughs> me through what each of the crystals were for. This is probably really embarrassing for him because he's 13 now. He What a sweet, beautiful little human to be so aware yeah.
1: at such a young age. Yeah. yeah. And I'll, and I'll admit I'm not like I am now, because of him but I wasn't a crystal person he's the one that brought it to me I was like oh that's kind of cool he had this deep yeah pull to the crystals like he was just like and he still is they're still in his room he's probably not as vocal about it anymore but um he he's more vocal about like cool kicks and nikes and that sort of thing (laughs) but he yeah but deep down he's just he's such a gentle soul and he's definitely an old soul and he like i said an emotionally intelligent child that is so in tune with he knows he knows my like he can read me a mile away like i often check myself because i'm like oh jace is jace can see something what what is going on with me like he's so in tune and i i think he has a real gift and i love that about him but yeah he's um so precious Mm -hmm. so precious and i hope that he he really yeah and i like I, i really hope that he Uses that for good at one day. Like I think he's quite special. Mm,
0: definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. What I was going to ask you before, and I completely sidestepped, but I'm glad that we did. Um, <laughs> as everything's grown, so as Louis Lux has gotten busier, and the boys are getting older, and life just gets more full. And obviously, as yes. well, taking into consideration that you had a really tough period that you've just spoken about, as far as conception. Yes. how has that influenced your self-care and how I mean how do you care for yourself what does it look like to juggle all of these things and why yeah. is it important to you to make
1: time for yourself now yeah uh, it's such a non-negotiable for me now I, I must admit up until it was it was like Raffi's first birthday or maybe I can't even first or second birthday it was a birthday and I just remember I was hiding I hadn't had any real proper photos with the kids because I just I wasn't comfortable within my skin. I felt really unhealthy. I wasn't sleeping because I had started the business. I was going through this real like phase of life where I was like, I don't need to sleep. I just need to work hard and I need to be there for my kids. I need to wear all these hats. Um, and one of the things was yeah just I was working through the night because my job during the day was to be there for them and I'd be like no I'm a trooper I can I can do this and just because you can doesn't mean you should Um, and it took me a while to learn that and it took me to look at some photos at his birthday and I looked at myself and I was like Jesse you look like so unwell it wasn't about Yes, I was heavily overweight, but it was just the fact that I looked transparent. I just looked like the life was sucked right out of me. And I said, you've just, you are capable of amazing things. And when you deep down know that you are capable and you've got all this energy and fire inside of you and you want to do great things, it's easy to go. Nothing else matters. I'm just going to go, go, go. But what I learned was like, there was a different way to go about it and much more achievable, like things working smarter, not harder. And for your health, it's so important. We say that all the time, work smarter, not harder. And when it comes to health, I'm a big believer in that. Like, yes, you can not sleep and and like not eat and just like power on, but it's not smart. It's not smart to do. So I did a full overhaul. I um, signed up, I found a type of working out that worked out for me. And for me, it was F45. I don't say that everyone should do that high intensity training it might be yoga it might be dance it might be walking running and I just I just took it on and it, I became I made it like a non-negotiable for me I'm like you you make all these other things non-negotiable why not make training um, a part of your life that you just show up for every day and for me I was like, okay, if I'm going to do that, I don't want it to interfere. Like obviously my priority is the kids. I don't want it to interfere with them. So the only way that I could do that was at 4.45 in the morning. I was like, sweet, it sounds gross, but I'm going to just make it work because this is important to me. There's, waking up at that early in the morning is hard, but living life knowing that there's more to you and, you know, living life like at 50% is, is harder. Like if you're going to choose your heart, I was like, I can do early starts, early starts. And like, it didn't take long for me to sort of find my groove. And, you know, like I started feeling better about myself. I was going to bed at a decent hour. I was waking up and because I was training first thing in the morning, I was like, oh, I'm gonna make better choices throughout the day. And I just cut the crap really. I just was like, I just wanna give myself nourishing food. I'm a I'm a big foodie. I love cooking. Um, so I just made sure that it was food that I knew was gonna serve a purpose and everything became really intentional. I wasn't just sort of wearing all the hats and going I'm do- I'm going a million miles an hour with no real direction. It was everything became really intentional and had was quite structured and routine like, which could sound um really you know vanilla and boring but for me it's what I you know four or five years on have stuck to and I've not um I've, I've maintained my health I this is this is it has it wasn't just a challenge it was like a full lifestyle change and I was um I, like I, I definitely proved myself that I could do it and I could make it a lifestyle and going forward, like people who meet me now, they didn't know that I went through that little phase when I was super unhealthy. They just think, oh, you're really fit and I did a marathon last year but I everything I do now is really intentional in the way that it's um, putting my health and mental health first, um, which in turn um, actually puts my boys, like my boys maintain that priority because I do it for them. I do it so I can be my best self for them. Um, and they can see that. And like at the moment, uh, we're in this isolation phase, um, and the boys have actually been getting up and training with me in the morning, and it's been the best. It's just I know that um, I'm making, you know, a great impact on on the way that they do things, and and showing them the way that, you know, moving your body and nourishing your body with good food and having good habits and ticking those boxes, are a part of life and are a super important part of life. You if you, you want to work smart. Mm. and get the most out of life
0: I love that and I think that as well like just off the back of what you were saying there teaching our little humans to care for ourselves from a place of love is so much more empowering (laughs) you know there's so many messages out there in the media that we need to exercise so we don't get fat or so we're not unhealthy or you know it's coming from that fear point of view but they see you and how much joy you get from it and I'm just yeah. like that is so much more powerful. Like little people want to be happy all the time, right? If they can do yeah, something that they, makes them feel like that, it's like spot on.
1: Absolutely, and I've 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 become very um, more in especially in more recent years with Jace being way more impressionable more than ever. Like each each sort of age brings a new learning, and what I have learned especially him being a preteen is like just the communication and just being transparent they're sponges anyway they're going to learn from you no matter what so if you are very clear on you're doing something and why um there's no second guessing and there's no mixed messages and you get so much like a better response out of him like the more I'm transparent with him in a way that's you know healthy I'm not like I'm not an overshare I don't make him feel uncomfortable but I'm like it's really important to get this, you know, like we, we've got our little fit watches and I'm like, don't you want to get your like, you know, we, we, we've set ourselves some goals with our little fit watches. If we get it done you know out of the way first thing in the morning a, a good chunk that alleviates the you know the stress throughout the day to make sure that you're moving a, a decent amount during the day and he's like oh yeah I get that and like with Rafi you know we're doing these hit workouts off off the television and if there's a movement that's too advanced for him, I'm like it's okay buddy we're going to hop on your bike at you know like when we have outside time so you'll be moving at that stage so if, if there's nothing something that you can't do just take a rest and we'll get movement elsewhere so just being really clear with them going it's there's no pressure. It's just about making it fun and um, it's all it's all just a, it's positive. There's, there should be no negative energy around, you know, trying to do the best for your body and moving your body. I and the same thing comes with food. Yeah. The same thing comes with food. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, food. yeah. yeah. Do yeah. Do just making sure that they.
0: Because I am obsessed with your recipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I, I, the, cooking side of things is like it's a like having a very tumultuous upbringing with a lot of um you know in hindsight uh, a lot of darkness the cooking was one aspect of my life that I remember very clearly very vivid images sitting on the kitchen bench watching my mom cook she's half Thai so um I attach so much joy to cooking and um I just I've made it a huge part of my life and being able to share that same thing with my kids is just is just more, more than I can express the, the, you know, the happiness it brings me and, um, and honestly sitting down and and eating food with the people I love is one of my most favorite things in the world. So I cook with love, but I also cook with, um, you know, knowing that what we put into our bodies is crucial. And, um, and it's not about calorie counting or um, being strict with the kids, like you can't eat this or you can not eat this, but, making sure that whatever they are eating they're getting enough of the good stuff so I like I just I try and make it fun I try and make it colorful Um, I like it's it's being a creative person it's another creative outlet for me so I like you know thinking of all the you know traditional dishes that people grew up loving to eat but you know just making a healthier version of them packing it with more nutrients and keeping it cleaner and um, using less sugar and that sort of thing. So in the, at the end of the day, I come up with these recipes that you know I'm super proud of because they tick a fair few, few boxes and um, they're, they're super tasty as well. And I, I don't take it lightly. I, I know I'm very lucky to have, number one, access to beautiful produce and um, this creative mind and the whole process. I'm very grateful for my relationship with food and where it's at. Um, and okay. yeah I'm sure I'll do yeah I'm sure I'll do something with it one day but um, it just brings me so much joy and yeah, I, I suppose being like my business isn't based around food it's you know something completely different but I make it such a big part of my brand I mean, just because it does it makes me so happy and sharing when people send me pictures of them making their, my recipes and you know involving their kids it does way more like I just get so much joy out of it so it's huge. That's so
0: incredible. And something that I feel like I'm hearing through everything that you're speaking about is you have very intentionally created a life that incorporates the things that you're passionate about. So if somebody's listening to this and they're like, you know, if they're, they're inspired by what you're sharing, but they aren't somebody who loves food, I think it's really important to touch on that. That the common thread here through your life is that you have intentionally made space for the things that mean something to you so you know as far as your self-care as far as your creativity your family time your food those are priorities for you and so you've made a life that incorporates those and you know it's not surprising that you experience so much happiness and joy and fulfillment in what you do because you've chosen that as your intention so I guess I kind of wanted to touch on that for anybody who is listening and you know, they, they're loving what you're sharing, but they are inspired by different things. This is yeah. about following your yeah. own
1: line Yeah. Absolutely. And you've hit the nail on the head. I, I, I've said before that, um, it you know, what I do might not be your thing, but whatever it is, like whatever, like the, the writing and the arts for me, was what I did as a little girl at my desk when I had no stresses, no expectations. What I wanted to do was that, and I, and I lost it over the years because life gets in the way. So if there's something that was, you know, that honestly makes you light up, I I urge people to pick that thing up no matter what it was and make it a part of your life. What's There's nothing stopping you. Like whether you start it as a hobby or it stays a hobby or you can make a job of it, it's – it's the opposite of suppressing who you are. Like we want to express ourselves in it, whether it's through a sport or arts or um, you know a job, just making it a part of your life and your everyday. It's it's that whole thing, you know. You you know find it, do do what you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. It's it's basically that. It's creating this life surrounded by the things that honestly make you light up, no matter what it is and just sticking to your values and, and making it your everyday like you cannot go wrong you cannot and, and that's those uh, baby things,
0: steps right like you yes you made yeah that one choice of like i'm going to commit to my f45 and then from there it snowboard yep. and it was the same with your business right like it was one step yeah and then it just yeah continued. it was
1: yep and 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 not having um, like it's important to have goals and whatnot but at the at the very beginning of my business I I didn't set out and go well, I'm going to start a business and it's going to you know I'm going to sell art it was honestly I bought some cheap brushes from the art shop with no intention of sharing it with the world and was like you know what really makes me happy that I haven't done for a long time and it's like like doing brush work and I sat there at my desk and it wasn't until like a couple of weeks later I was like oh I don't want to share this on my personal Instagram page my hubby's mates will pay me out so I started like a separate account called Finding Louie, Louie being my middle name and um, six months into that after posting my little drawings and and writings that I'd done people were like hey um, can I buy that piece of paper that you just you know wrote that on and I'd be like what are you serious so and from there, I was like, I, I could, you know, probably rather than people writing sold on my, on my images on Instagram, I was like, I'm I better make a Wix website. And then, yeah, Louis Lux came from that. So you, I think when you follow your path and follow your light, you can be so like, you could, like, I would never have dreamt in a million years that I am doing what I do today. Like, if you had told me five, six years ago, I'd be like, no, it's not possible. Like, you can't. That's not a job. (laughs) So um, I I totally urge people because you just might surprise yourself. Mm, So incredible! Yeah, you're amazing.
0: Um, So I want to I want to talk a little bit about the boys now and being a mother. So obviously, your mum to two boys, and maybe this is a selfish question because I have a son and I'm always curious (laughs) about this. But what's most important to you in raising them, and what do you hope? too and you may have already alluded to this a little bit but what do you hope to instill yep. in them in these really formative years of their life um and how do you hope that they remember their childhood
1: Ah, oh, wow that's a that's a deep question that's, i um it makes me emotional because like i yeah, when I think back to my childhood, and I know how picky I am about what I remember of it, I do. I hope that they never number one have to be at a point where they're like, oh, I'm just gonna like compartmentalize that put in my childhood. I just hope that they look back and it's just such a beautiful and positive experience. And um, for me, being in a house full of boys, um, and my my, I won't lie, my hubby is a boys' boy and a real lad at that. Um, and very masculine i i i'm i think my role for the boys is bringing that feminine energy um, making sure that they respect women um and you know idolize me like i I really constantly am trying to make them proud not because i want them just to like bow down to me i want them to really appreciate how wonderful and equal women are um I think that's my main role and I, I want them to know that there's so much, like strength is so important but not in the way of that masculine energy but being strong and emotionally strong and, you know, being able to communicate when all their emotions and that sort of thing, I want them to look back on their childhood and go, you know, we had fun, we were healthy, there was so much love, Um, like I'm always big on love in this house I'm always telling them I love them I'm always hugging them just bringing so much feminine energy which I think the whole world needs to be honest I think we need more female leaders I think um, a lot of the problems stem from a lack of feminine energy so I think I don't know if I'm too full on with that at the moment with my boys, but I'm. I definitely. I know it's a value of mine that I'm. I'm very conscious of projecting um, and making a part of their everyday lives, like just them knowing that they're completely supported, completely loved, and all those beautiful, wonderful feminine things. Um, I think that a big yeah. part of that
0: with boys of this next generation is teaching them what a strong woman looks like, because I know, you know, even yes like our parents generation, they, a lot of them don't know how to handle a strong woman. And I think, yeah. that, you know, that's something really beautiful in what I'm hearing from you is yes, you bring in that nurturing aspect that's so important in every home, but particularly when there is a lot of masculine energy that, that really nurturing, you know, that nurturing woman, but so I think important. as well, we never want to discount and I'm not saying that you did this, but I, I'm always really mindful of the fact that me following what I'm passionate about and creating magic in that area teaches a lot yes. to my son. And it sounds oh, like it's sounds like that's very important to you too.
1: It's super important. I don't want them to ever um, – whenever I feel like it might be easier just to give up and, like, be a little bit lazy one day where I'm like, you know what, I just – want to pack it in I remember that I've got two very uh, you know um you got two very young eyes looking at me sets of eyes that are just you're not not they are counting on me but like I just want to be I have the chance to make a difference we don't know who they're going to be when they're older we don't know I want them to be in a position where they can think back of their childhood and go geez my mum was a lemon fighter and she was so fierce but so loving and that's okay to be both things Mm -hmm. um and take that into their relationship with women and and really understand that you can definitely be both and it's beautiful and it's so strong um so and I do see that in glimpses of Jace already where I'm like you know (laughs) You think in the younger years you have these little wins where like, oh my gosh, they're walking and now they're doing this and now they can go to the toilet themselves. Like I'm finding now that he's near a teen and he's, you know, really thinking for himself and making smart choices. Not every day. (laughs) He's not he's he is a he is a preteen that still makes some funny choices, I must admit. But yeah, but when he when you have those wins of like nothing beats when you when he makes, you know, like a really, you know, well thought out and beautiful decision, I'm like nothing makes you prouder and I just yeah I've been living for those little wins and it makes me know that I'm on the right path and setting the right example for him so um yeah I I hope I'm doing a good job but yeah it's 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 so easy to second guess yourself but I think if you just stick to your values and stick to that path then um it it all adds up and they'll be right they'll be good so good yeah so good
0: and so we spoke spoke a little bit before about um what what your self-care and everything looks like and kind of juggling things but do you have any practical tips on managing mom life home life business being a wife you know how you said that you've got quite a um a a great structure that you follow do you want to kind of give us some insight give us some inside tips yeah yeah what what yeah i I, floating (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, I um, I'm a Virgo, so um, I think that means like I'm a perfectionist, but I'm also super creative. So I'm like, I am a, a very innovative person. So I'll I'll do lots of lists, but the priority is to make sure that they look really pretty. Um, and I every yeah, of course, the important things. But yeah, I do stick to them. Like I I do like making my lists and my um, I do have set routines and structures that I follow, and it is. For me, I do these things because, um, as you touched on before, like life is not perfect and there's still hurdles that come up even after all this, even after all the events of your life where you're like, I've had enough bad, I've had enough hard, and you think you've done everything right in order to live a comfortable, simple, happy life. There's still things out of your control that pop up. And there's still, you know, I, I still, I admit, struggle with mental health because, you know, you, you, you just go through things. You go through things and you can't help but feel how you feel. And whenever that happens, I like to know that I've got a checklist and a structure that I can lean on so that even when I'm not feeling 100% in my full self and not great, I can show up at the bare minimum and know that I'm checking off those things. Even if I'm not doing it with full gusto, I'm still getting it done. I'm showing up for my kids and I'm not letting them down. So it's really important for me to have that structure. Um, And that's as simple as it it sounds super complicated, but it's as simple as making sure that I sit down on a Saturday. I write down my meal plans for the week. I know what the kids are eating for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, I create from that, I create a separate list and I I go through the meals, I go, I need this, this, and this. I've got my staples in the pantry. I write a cohesive shopping list an extensive shopping list and go to the shops at the moment. It's all online. (laughs) But um, yeah, um, you know, like getting all those, all those ingredients into the fridge, knowing that I'm set for the week. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I actually think out the days. Okay, these days I'm in the office all day, or this, these days like I'm, I'm working from home for a bit, so I'll know I'll plan my my week around. You know, whether I'm cooking a slow cook meal, or that night I'll be home at a decent time, so I could, you know, prep and cook all on the one spot. So I, I'm thinking in advance of my week. I have in my planner my, my, I know I've got my gym sessions every morning. I know what the kids are doing. Um, but that's basically it. Having that outline, if I as a busy family if we didn't have that structure it would be very easy to take the path of like oh I don't really know what's going on today so I'm just going to wing it and all of a sudden you get to the end of the day you haven't you know done your routine of self-care um you know you you know you haven't got put the right food into your body um and your head will resemble like it will just be a mess Um, so it's very important for me to have those guidelines and another thing that I really love doing that's really helped for me is just I as a creative person I like wearing clothes that make me feel like myself so I like planning outfits I like doing my makeup I like doing my hair so for me it some people might go that's too hard work to like do that but for me it's a mental thing like if I feel good within myself and I feel like I'm representing my personality which is this creative high energy person and I'm dressing the way I want to and I'm making that time for myself in the morning which is why I wake up at four in the morning to go to the gym have that time to tidy the house and and put some effort into my you know outfit for the day it makes me like it makes me take on the day in such a different mindset if I didn't do that those things Mm. it's such makes such a difference to my day and it sounds really—I don't know—I don't know what it sounds like, but for me, it's just—it's just a non-negotiable. I'm like, you know, there will be days where I'm like, okay, I, I won't, it's not a huge priority; it's okay. I'm—I'm I'm not feeling like I want to get fully creative, but if I do want to, you know, get dressed up and 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 curl, put some curls in my hair, I'll do that. Um, and it's about like creating the space because it's hard when you've got young kids to go. I'm going to spend that time. But for me, it was like, if I want to get up earlier in the morning, it means I'm going to have to go to bed a bit later, like earlier at night and and make it work. Because if it's important to you, make it work because it's your life. So it's, it's, uh, it's important. I, just,
0: I really loved this kind of undercurrent that has come through in everything we've spoken about today of the fact that you know yourself so well that every day you yeah. make the choices to make yourself feel fulfilled. You know, I think for a lot of us, yes. we we live by default. And so we wake up, and we're like, oh, how do I feel today? Okay, I feel crap. All right, well, I guess I'm crap today. And yeah. rather than actually intentionally setting ourselves up and realizing that we have the ability to change our energy, I think it's so incredible to do yeah. that. Yeah, so good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, actually, neuro- neurologically, we are. Actually, we wake up. I did hear this recently that we wake up with negative thoughts, like mm-hmm. it's that's how mm-hmm. our brains work. So for me, it's like, I and I know if I don't move my body in the morning, which is important to me, I am in a slug all day. So I, I just feel sluggish all day. So for me, it's it's just not giving those thoughts a chance in any form to to, you know just like to to be my full self I want to give I like my 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 whole mantra is to love life and I guess I learned that from a young age you know I dealt with grief and trauma and I just I know that that exists and I choose to give myself the best chance possible to not be in that space and and that's by choosing these things that bring so much light to my life
0: so so amazing. And let's wrap up with um, – yeah. I, I love asking this question because I think it gives us a bit of insight, but obviously in current events this is yes. – um, it's a little bit <laughs> of a tough one. But I'd love to know what you are most looking forward to in the near future. What is it that you are working on? What are you excited about? <clears throat> yeah, give us a little look into the um, future.
1: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, given the current space, obviously – um, I think everyone's been able to slow down and that was something that I've been craving for a long time so whilst it's a scary time I have taken the universe's cue and I've welcomed it with open arms and gone okay let's work with this um, and it's also it's also given me like I also feel like I've been given a bit of a second chance with Raffy because he started school this year and when he started I was like I'll never get that time back but I got it back straight away. <laughs> him being in my pocket all the time, I was like, Did
0: you know okay, I all this? right." <laughs> I
1: was like, "Oh, I took it really literal." Um, um, so yeah, I feel like it's been a nice, yeah, just a second chance to like really smother him with kisses and have him by my side. So that's been nice. But it's also, um, I've taken it as a cue to work on some projects that have been on the back burner whilst I've been living this busy life and making everything and everyone else a priority in terms of kids and and my business. Um, There's, yeah, some, you know, quite uh, personal projects that, you know, and some self-work that I've been wanting to do Um, uh, that is in the form of a book or or books, I I should say. Um, So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the future in the way that I'll be able to have some time to work on these projects get them out into the world and spread my message a little bit more Um, because at the end of the day like I feel like I've been through what I've been through and live the life that I live um, to sort of open that door for other women and and know that we're not alone and spread a message of positivity and love and um, living like a really full beautiful life like it's it is possible. Um, and I do that through my work, but the books that I'm working on, are like I, I feel are a bit more of a sentimental piece of uh, like a part of me that I can really put out into the world and be really proud of and sort of be my legacy one day, you know, something that I can be really proud of. So I look forward to getting that out there and just, yeah, seeing what the future brings and, and watching my boys grow and, um, experiencing all the things that life has to offer. Like I, I love, new experiences and just living like life um, to its fullest. So, yeah, just the, the same old, same old, really.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Jessie Lou. It's been amazing to have you on this show. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Awaken Pregnancy Podcast. For more, go to katecattle.com. If you loved the show, make sure you hit subscribe. And if you are more of a candid girl and like to see what's going on behind the scenes and what I really like, come and check me out on Instagram, kate underscore cattle. I'll see you soon.